hope you guys liked the new music intro. I finally found a website where I could get like royalty free music, you know, like non copyright stuff. And I can link that I can, I can link that down below if you guys are interested, like for your own creation, like if you guys have a podcast or want to use some music like that for your own content, which I highly encourage because making content, it's fun. It's a nice creative outlet and it just allows you to try something new and it pushes you outside your comfort zone if this is outside your comfort zone. So yeah, I encourage anyone to like make their own content, start a podcast. So without further ado, we have a lot to cover in this intro. So it's probably going to be a lengthy intro. I took a week off of posting and I mean, I didn't even really have an episode that would be ready last Monday because I tried recording one and then it just like, it didn't, it just like halfway through, well, what happened was I was at my parents' house actually. And halfway through Echo, our dog started barking because my parents were both coming home. And then I just kind of got like distracted after that. And then I just haven't been able to get myself to like be in the headspace to record because, well, before, before I get into like more heavy stuff, uh, I just want to say like, it is now officially spring. It is Aries season. And I'm really excited for both of those. Um, Pisces season, you know, if you're into astrology and all of that, the past month, you know, end of February to, you know, halfway through March or whatever was a very, I don't even know how to, how to label it. Like I had some big changes in my life. You know, one of them was obviously leaving my job, which was a choice that I really wanted to do. And, you know, the other thing that has happened in my life is a big relationship of mine has ended. Uh, it was my romantic relationship of three years. It was a mutual ending. It was a mutual decision that we came to, and it was ultimately the best for both of us. Um, you know, and it's, it's crazy how much it follows like the energies of the universe of like what's been in the air. And like, I think a lot of people have been going through this of losing relationships or, you know, having to end relationships if they weren't really serving both people. And that's ultimately like what happened for me. And so within two weeks, I ended a job and then a relationship of mine ended as well. So there's a lot, a lot of change happening in my life. And I'm, I'm okay. I'm at an okay point right now because I'm, I can feel the energies of renewal and I can tell that all of this is happening for the best. I have a lot of things that I want to do in the coming couple months. One of them is to travel to Sedona, Arizona. I've been wanting to go there because it's a spiritual place. I've never been to Arizona you know, people call it the vortex and I've never been to a landscape like that with like the red rocks and the desert and all of that. So I also just feel like intuitively called to go there and I'm so excited to eventually like plan a trip there and hopefully get there in the next month or two. 
I also want to go to maybe one or two other places on the West Coast. Yeah, there's that. And then it's also just been nice to like focus on my content again. I also want to relaunch coaching, like individual one-to-one sessions. I want to do a relaunch of that. And just, I'm taking in all of, you know, all of what the universe is giving me and where it's guiding me. I think it's all happening exactly how it needed to. So yeah, I'm very excited for it to be officially spring and airy season because this is a season of lots of action, lots of forward momentum. It's a fire sign. It's the first sign of the Zodiac. So it's like a new Zodiac year. And I mean, with nature, it's a whole new year too. It's, it's a renewal. So I'm feeling very light from all of these new energies that are moving us forward. And I hope you guys are too. So another thing I'm doing right now is I'm possibly, well, pretty soon hoping to move out of this apartment I've been in for the past seven, eight months. And so I'm going to start taking stuff back to my parents' house and moving out of here. And then, you know, I ultimately feel so guided to just like pick up my bags and move somewhere new, like move to the West Coast, move to Sedona. But first, obviously, I'm going to go travel there and like visit and see how I like it. But I'm just feeling called to make a lot, you know, make even more changes in my life and, and start new adventures. So like I said, there's probably a lot of content to come, probably a lot of like more deep self-reflections to come. And I hope to share all of that with you guys. So thank you very much for listening. Like if you've been listening to all my episodes, I really appreciate that. And also go check out my recent vlogs on my YouTube channel because I have started vlogging again, which has been fun. And I show some of my workouts in there, which kind of pertains to this episode, which is going to be about fitness and wellness, my journey with that, things I've taken away from it that I want other people to know. And yeah, so please go check out my vlogs. I can link those down below. And what else? Yeah, that's it. That's all I pretty much wanted to cover in this intro. So again, there's just so much, so much energy out there supporting newness, new projects, new ideas, a new chapter in your life. So I encourage you to think about that and to see what things you might want to start in your life. Like now is the time. Do not wait. Now is the time to do something new and like completely new even. It doesn't even have to be something related to your life before. Like just try something completely new and see how see how it like teaches you new things and see how it affects your energy. And I think that doing new things that are out of your comfort zone, obviously like this is a pretty big known tip in the self-improvement industry is like to step outside your comfort zone but more so I think the what I want to promote is to do something completely new and different that maybe you've been wanting to do for a long time so now is the time to do that (laughs) let me be your messenger angel telling you you know if something's been on the back of your mind this is me giving you a sign anyways yeah we can 
go ahead and transition into the main content of this episode, which is going to be all about my fitness and wellness journey. And I wanted to make a whole episode on this because there's a lot of things I've learned in terms of what it means to be healthy. Ultimately, like your mindset, it it can really be improved when you work on your fitness. Um, Pushing yourself in physical exercises can really help with improving your mindset and growing as a person and feeling more empowered. So I, you know, highly encourage anyone to just do more exercise than, well, unless you're doing a lot of exercise already, I was going to say like, do more exercise than you're currently doing. Uh, I think what I mean is like, do something that's going to push you in terms of your fitness, like go for half a mile run, go for even just like a quarter mile or see if you can walk further. You know, it's just these things. They seem small, but when you do something with your body that you didn't think you could do before, it is one of the most empowering feelings. And so fitness has been very important to me for probably the last four years, at least. It's become a big part of my life. Um, It was specifically starting in 2018, where I learned about strength training, resistance training, Um, improving my heart health with cardio and like high interval, high intensity interval training. So I'm going to get into that and, you know, explain how I ultimately became a personal trainer, which I'm not anymore, but I did do that for a few months. I got their certification and that taught me a lot, but, you know, starting back to when I was like 12, even just as a kid. I was not fit. I was not athletic. I did not play any sports. I became like in middle school, the hobby I took up was band. So I became more of like a music person than a sports person. I mean, even since I was a kid, I just like never got involved in sports really. Although (laughs) in in elementary school, I did do jump rope team. So that was probably like the one thing you can equate to what I, you know, what kids do, like kids sports or whatever, but still like, I, I I did not play soccer. I I never ran track, none of that. I had other hobbies and then I became a band geek (laughs) and then I did marching band and marching band is not a sport, but it is physically demanding. Anyways, like going back to when I started middle school, that is when we started having very intense PE classes. And at my middle school, they really took it seriously and they really pushed us. And I mean, starting those fitness classes, like they had us doing planks, push-ups, just, I guess, like what you would think the basics, but when you're like 11 and you don't have any muscle or just like minimum muscle, it, uh, it was hard. It was difficult. And I remember just really struggling in that class. And I remember my first mile time was 12 minutes and 15 seconds. So I think, again, that was like at the age of 11. And I, I have to consider the fact that I was also shorter. So I guess it makes sense that 
now I can run faster because I have longer legs. But anyways, still, you know, there were girls and guys who could run a mile in like, oh, I'm trying to think at 11. I know by eighth grade, I did know some guys or some girls who could run the mile in like six minutes and 30 seconds. But that was like maybe one or two people who were just extremely athletic but I wasn't even average. Like I was below average in terms of fitness and just with, with my muscles, with my cardio endurance, with all of that, I just was very unfit. And that was how I identified for a while. Like I just didn't identify as an athletic person. It really wasn't that important to me, but I did look at the guys and girls who were fit like we're more fit than me. And I really envied that. And I never really thought that I could become someone who could run a mile in seven and a half minutes, which was my, that's like my best time that I've gotten. Uh, and I did that just like in the past few years, I've been running so much more and running is now like something I enjoy doing. Although every time I run, it's still hard. Let me just get that straight unless I'm very angry or unless I have like intense emotions to get out running these days. Like, even though I'm more fit, it's, uh, it's still hard, but anyways, going back to when I was younger, I never thought that I could be someone who could run a mile and not be extremely out of breath. And I never thought I could ever run more than a mile's distance. And I never thought that I could have abs or that I could like squat a certain amount. I just never thought I would become an athletic person who liked doing push-ups, who liked doing crunches and who liked going to the gym. So that limited me a lot. It was a limiting thought, a limiting belief when I was younger that I just would never become some fit person because, you know, uh, like I said, it, it's, it's not like I beat myself up for it, but I just, you know, it definitely just like got to me sometimes when I would see the other guys and girls who were a lot more fit. And so, yeah, I just thought that, you know, I'm a, I'm a band geek. I'm not athletic and that's who I am. That was kind of my thought process from the ages of like 12 to 15. No, no, 12 to 16, probably. And then later in high school, so I did marching band starting my freshman year of high school and that was physically demanding. So like that definitely helped my endurance because when you're playing an instrument and especially the clarinet, which is the instrument I played, it takes a lot of like lung effort. <laughs> it takes a lot of endurance from your lungs um, to play a 10 minute show and be moving around the field. I don't even know like how many steps I would do. <laughs> yeah, marching band, it was physically demanding to an extent. So that got me a little bit more in shape um, as I went through high school. And as far as like how I looked, you know, I was just average. I was never overweight, but as a kid, like I was a little chubby and I mean, I outgrew that in middle school, but yeah, I've never been like overweight. Well, except like my freshman year of high school when I was experiencing depression for the first time, that definitely did put some weight on me. Um, I don't know if I was actually considered overweight, but 
yeah, I did try to like start watching what I ate more. That was really the first time actually that I started to even think about dieting was the age of 14. And it's kind of sad to think about like how that really started to affect me. I really, from that point on, like weight started to matter to me a lot more and ultimately like something I'm going to hope that you guys take away from this episode is that weight should not be the thing to like make you feel healthy or like determine your happiness, any of that. I think a lot of people on the internet do a great job of saying these things. And I've recently started to follow people like this on Instagram who talk about like, don't equate weight to how healthy you are, like blah, blah, blah. It's your BMI isn't even like accurate because it doesn't take account of muscle and all of that anyway. But yeah, from the age of 14 is when I really started to pay attention to my weight a lot more. After my freshman year, I did lose some of that like freshman year depression weight. And then going on into my senior year is when I got to my slimmest point that I had ever been. And I mean, I had been doing marching band every year, but in my senior year, I was drum major. And so that required like a lot of arm cardio. <laughs> I don't know. Cause when you're drum major, it's like the person who conducts the band and putting your arms up and like conducting for 10 minutes straight is, it was exhausting. It's still like, it's exhausting. So that got me in shape and being 17, I had gotten to the, like the slimmest point I had ever been at. It was nice. You know, I felt good about myself, but yeah, I hadn't even gotten into like strength training yet or doing regular, regular cardio. I was in a cardio and core class actually my senior year, but still I remember struggling quite a bit. And I mean, throughout high school, I did go to the JCC. I did work out a little bit on my own, but I had no idea what I was doing. So by the time I was 18 and I was leaving high school, my brother introduced me to a book called Thinner, Leaner, Stronger. And there's actually two versions. So that one is for women. And then there's a men's version that's called Bigger, Leaner, Stronger by Mike Matthews. And in that book, he... Oh my gosh. I mean, it was a great book. It taught me so, so much, not just about fitness, but also about nutrition and how a lot of food in America is like oversalted, over sugared. It went over like why we get addicted to chips and how they, how these companies like purposefully um, create the chips in a way so that you're going to get addicted to it. Anyways, it goes into like all of that nutrition stuff and then teaches you all about like why you should do strength training instead of just only doing cardio all the time because ultimately building muscle is going to help you speed up your metabolism it's going to help you live longer it's going to help you feel better day to day um whereas like kind of just like burning yourself out on cardio it's not going to get you that lean body, if that's what you desire. So anyways, I read this book one summer and I started to get into strength training for the first time in my life. And it was super empowering to like go in a gym and pick up, pick up barbells, pick up dumbbells. I had never known what those were called before. And I started doing squats. I started doing the bench press. I started doing 
all these different things that I had never done before, lifting weights that I never thought I could lift before. And yeah, it just, that was a great book that really helped me make a huge physical improvement. So like I said, lifting those weights and starting to do that regularly and knowing more about nutrition, uh, it really did improve my health. I will say that. But what did not improve my health was that I took some of the pieces of advice to an extreme. So yeah, coming out of high school, I started getting into strength training. Um, and then my freshman year of college, I actually got a personal trainer, which helped me a lot more to like create a routine. And then it was 2019, the fall of 2019, I took to an extreme cutting calories. So it was something that was mentioned in the book about how like you can build muscle and lose fat at the same time. I think I just got in the habit of cutting calories too much. And so doing that for even like six months, I don't know how long I was doing that for. I just remember that in the summer of 2019, at least, I would go to bed hungry a lot on purpose. I would eat very small portions and I like really started restricting myself because I wanted to get abs specifically. And it like, you know, a year into doing strength training, I had not gotten abs yet. And I, that was a goal of mine and something that I think he said in the book, but you know, again, maybe I just like misinterpreted some of the information and like took certain things to an extreme. I thought you had to keep losing fat in order to get abs. And I mean, that is part of it, but I really took that to an extreme of like cutting calories every day for months. And that is not something you should do. You should not be in a calorie deficit for that long. It's not sustainable. It's not healthy. It's not going to help you build muscle. And so it's like, I was cutting calories well, not giving myself enough protein in order to build abs, but also I just ended up getting underweight and I lost my period for seven months and I hit the lowest weight that I had hit ever in my life. And I was considered underweight. And I remember going to a nutritionist and telling her like, Hey, I feel very fatigued. I'm having a lot of brain fog and even some depression and she was asking me about my diet and she was like, yeah, you like, why are you eating this way? And I said, I want abs. And she said that abs are not really sustainable. And especially for females, like if you see a, a female soccer player and she's got abs, like the nutritionist was explaining to me, these girls, they, they get in shape for their season and like they're able to sustain that for the two to three months that their season's going to last. Or like, I don't know how long exactly, just it's a few months. It's not like a, a year or longer. So she was like, yeah, that isn't even sustainable and it's not healthy. Like it's for a female, you actually really do need to have more fat on your body in order for things like your period to function normally. So that was something that was kind of like a wake up call. I had gotten so deep into the habit of like wanting to lose more and more fat that it took me another year after that to really start 
eating more carbs and fueling my body correctly and not over-exercising. It was also that fall when I became interested in becoming a personal trainer because like I said, you know, it, it's so empowering to lift weights you never thought you could lift or to be able to like have more cardio endurance than you've ever had in your life. It's just very empowering to get into your fitness and do things that you didn't think you could do before. So because that empowered me so much, I wanted to help other people achieve that. So I went for a NASM certification and that took me a few months. It was a lot of a lot of memorization, a lot of anatomy type of stuff, quite, quite a challenge, honestly, because I was doing that on top of my classes, but I was determined. And in November of 2019, I got my certification and then I started working as a personal trainer a couple months later and I had a few clients, but then, you know, this being the beginning of 2020 COVID hit and we had to move all our clients online so I just quickly learned that I didn't enjoy training people through Zoom. It was not as fulfilling. It was just a lot more frustrating because you couldn't actually go up to them and help them with their form. So I did personal training for like a total of four or five months. But yeah, I'm still really proud of myself for getting that certification. And it taught me a lot more while I was training people, I was looking, you know, comparing myself to the other female trainers, they just looked so much more healthy than me. They looked more filled out, like in a very healthy way. Like they actually, they looked like they could lift a good amount of weight, which is how I wanted to look. And yet again, I was unsatisfied with how I looked. And I was like, wow, now my thighs are like pencil thin, or it felt that way compared to like these other girls who looked a lot stronger than me. And I was like, wow, like I let myself get to this point. So that was another wake up call that kind of like hit me in the face and was like, Joanna, you should probably start eating carbs a lot more and that's going to help your energy for one. It was another wake up call that like, I probably needed to gain some healthy weight and I needed to fuel myself better. It's taken me it took me like a year and a half after that. So about halfway through 2021 is when I finally like got to a healthy weight and I looked much, much healthier, much more like filled out, like how I want, I just wanted to look stronger. And so finally, um, it, like halfway through last year, is when I was letting myself snack. I was letting myself eat things that I wasn't letting myself eat before. I was feeling better, obviously. And I'm going to go into intuitive eating as well in this episode. You know, if I was hungry, I would let myself eat instead of like going to bed hungry or starving myself or cutting carbs, which is a big thing I used to do, which I have realized since then is not a good idea if you're trying to build muscle and if you're doing cardio and if you're an active person, do not cut carbs. <laughs> Don't do it. Unless like you're really trying to lose like 20 plus pounds in like a, a short amount of time. Like I just would not recommend cutting carbs, but yeah, where were we? So halfway through last year is when I finally got to a weight where 
I finally looked like healthy and I finally looked a bit more muscular and stronger. So I was very satisfied with that. And kind of leading up to now, like I have still been running, I've still been strength training and my last job as a stretch practitioner, it was basically like resistance training every day because pushing people's legs, pulling them, especially if they're tight, you have to put in a lot of force in order for them to feel a stretch. So I gained probably like a few pounds of muscle from that job. And now I kind of just, I don't have like a specific workout routine. I sometimes, some days I'll do yoga. Uh, some days I'll do strength training. Some days I'll do cardio. And sometimes it's a mix. But something I've also tried to do since COVID started was go on walks every day and walk at least two miles. And I've kept that up for the most part. There have been some days, obviously, where like I didn't end up going outside because it was raining or I felt really tired or sick. So there have been days where like I haven't walked two miles and some days it was only like a mile and a half and that's okay. But now I kind of just do both, you know, when it comes to my nutrition and when it comes to my workout routine, I do it intuitively and I don't try to restrict myself anymore and I don't try to like do workouts that I don't enjoy anymore. And so here are the main takeaways I really wanted to get to about not restricting yourself with food and then not forcing yourself to do workouts you don't enjoy or don't over-exercise, which is also what I used to do. So, you know, it's taken me this long. It, it took me a year and a half, two years to finally get out of that pattern of like eating too little over exercising and just not having a healthy mindset towards it. So yeah, I feel like I just rambled or is that the word ramble? That doesn't sound right, but I think that's the word. I just like rambled for 20 minutes about all of that. But you know, the first takeaway I want you to get from this is that just because you're unfit currently or currently maybe even running a mile for you is exhausting. It doesn't mean that you're always going to be that way. And when I was saying earlier about running a mile used to like knock me out, especially as a teenager now, well, I haven't ran recently outside because pollen allergies. <laughs> if I try to run in the spring outside, I will come back sneezing for hours. And actually it was happening during the winter a little bit too, but right now I'm doing cardio, like either inside or at the gym. But in June of last year, I ran my farthest length, which was six and a half miles nonstop, which for me was just extremely long. That's the farthest I've ever ran nonstop. Yeah. And I trained up to that point, like in the past couple of years, I've just really been challenging myself to run further. I remember when trying to run two miles was extremely hard. And then, then I started to go on some runs with my dad and he ran at a much slower pace. So, but he would go for like five miles. And so that's when I was able to start like really increasing my, what's it called? The length, the endurance. Yeah. But I just want and I hope I can inspire you to try to like challenge yourself when it comes to fitness and 
it doesn't have to be running. It can be lifting heavier weights. It can be doing yoga consistently, stretching consistently. Stretching is also very important. You guys, I don't think I could have done some of the things in my life that scared me, like, you know, getting on TikTok and starting a coaching business. Like these are things that didn't just come from working on my, I don't know how to explain this. Working on your fitness ultimately helps your mindset a lot. And so I think what I'm trying to say here is that I have gained a lot of self-empowerment from doing things that doing things physically with my body that I didn't think I could do before. And even, you know, with yoga, it's like, being able to go deeper into a pose is very rewarding as well. Just anything with fitness, lowering my resting heart rate or going a further distance, lifting more weight, like these things, they have really helped me with my mindset. And I really haven't talked about it before because I, I did used to post about my workouts and my fitness routine years back when I was first getting into it. But the thing is, then that led to me over-exercising. And then I felt like I was posting about it to prove myself or just to feel better about myself. And it got to an unhealthy point where I was like posting about it for unhealthy reasons. So I kind of forced myself to stop like posting anything about my fitness and my nutrition, because I also knew that it could be triggering to other people, but I wasn't healthily exercising and eating correctly. And so I forced myself to stop posting about that. Um, and now I'm finally talking about it again, because I've, I've gotten to a point where it's a lot healthier. Does this make sense? <laughs> uh, sometimes I know if you guys like, if my sentences that I'm speaking right now were put down on paper, I know like some of the grammar would not be right, but I'm just like self-conscious about that because <laughs> I think about the words I'm speaking all the time. This is the thing about podcasting. It has really, it's really showed me that it's not as easy as it looks. Anyways, little side tangent, going back to the main takeaways, anyone can get fit. Anyone can create bigger goals with their fitness and do it intuitively. When it comes to both fitness and nutrition, I just highly recommend using your intuition, you know, taking a rest day when you need it, when your body just feels tired. And there's, there's two types of tired, by the way, that I've noticed for myself, at least. So there will be days where I feel tired, but then I get the little gut feeling that if I worked out, I would actually feel better. And sometimes it does happen that way, where working out does increase my energy. But some days, if I'm tired, working out is not going to help. And those are usually days where like, I'm about to get sick, or I'm on my period, or except sometimes on your period, light workouts can be good. I think you know what I mean. If you start tuning in with your body, you can tell when a workout would help you versus hurt you that day. And I mean, like if you're someone who goes six days a week to work out, then just know you don't have to keep up with that. Like if you get to a point where that starts to feel exhausting, it's okay to like go less and take more rest days. Especially if you're trying to build muscle, you probably want to take, or you probably don't want to go six days in a row to, to do weight training. So 
you know, that's with fitness and, and then with nutrition, I mean, I'm not the perfect person to talk about this. There are books out there about intuitive eating and I've watched several videos about it and learned about it on my own. So I'm not really the best person to talk about this, but the main thing is like not to restrict what you eat so much because what I've seen and what has been, I don't know if it's been proven, but when you, when you restrict yourself for so long, you're going to end up like going the other way in the future or, or not necessarily like, it's just for me, like it made me tense around people. It made me hangry. It made me irritable to like eat less, especially for like months (laughs) and to not allow myself to have like a treat, you know, it just, it made me enjoy life less. And so I think restricting for most people just doesn't work. I I don't think it's healthy for most people. I know maybe like one person, a teacher that I had years ago who like really restricted the way she ate, but she said she felt great. She said that for her, like the restricting did work and she seemed to enjoy it. But I would say for most people, restricting to such a great extent what you eat is just not helpful. And I think your body knows intuitively what it needs. Sometimes you need a banana. Sometimes you need whole grains. Sometimes you need chocolate because, you know, cacao or, yeah, that's how you say it. Cacao has a lot of like benefits, magnesium, like they're just things. um, What am I trying to say? I don't know. I just think sometimes a little sugar can help and carbs can help. And like, just start really tuning in with your body and seeing what would help your body in that moment, what would make you feel better. And then lastly, if you're interested in building muscle, I would recommend strength training and researching that. And I would also recommend not doing a calorie deficit for months at a time. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. If you're interested in building muscle and you want to get that lean look, what I wish I had known was to lean on the side of eating a bit more so that you can build that muscle instead of restricting yourself, because then you might not have the energy to even build that muscle. And you're just going to be like over exercising your body and it's going to it can cause other problems in your body. I'm trying to think if there was anything I left out. Again, I think I've said this before. Sometimes I'm very concise with what I say that I just like say it in bullet points or I I just don't quite go into the details sometimes. So if there's anything you guys have questions about in terms of my fitness journey, feel free to reach out to me. As far as my goals, I guess I can include that a long-term goal of mine is to run a half marathon and then eventually maybe a full marathon. I mean, guys, I don't understand marathon runners. Like it, it just seems crazy to my mind, like running for three and a half hours straight to complete a marathon, or I guess you don't have to run nonstop. Like you can, you can stop and walk, but still 26 miles. That's a long distance. Like six and a half miles felt very long for me, uh, which is a quarter marathon. I have yet to beat my best, but yeah, I think maybe in like the next two to three years, I'd like to run a half marathon. As far as like strength training, 
I would like to be able to squat a hundred pounds, bench press a hundred pounds, do like 10 good form pushups, do like five good form pull-ups. You know, those, those are like my goals right now. And also I want to lower my resting heart rate. These probably seem very specific. Yeah. So those are some of my fitness goals, I guess, being a little bit more vulnerable. I don't know if this is going to be triggering, probably should have put in the the beginning, like a trigger warning that I'll be talking a little bit about weight and nutrition. I'm not super satisfied with how my body looks right now. And I mean, that is something I've, I've struggled with is body image for the past few years. And that is obviously what led to my restrictive eating and becoming underweight. And now I've, you know, gotten to a healthy weight, but now I'm like, still unhappy. And I'm still like, oh, well now I want to shed a couple pounds. And it just goes to show that like, I think for a lot of females, we've been taught to look a certain way. And we've been taught that being skinny kind of like equals healthy, which it does not. It does not because I was skinny and then that was not healthy for me. I didn't have a period. That's not healthy. Like, (laughs) If I could talk to my 19 year old self and be like, Joanna, I know like you, you're happy about having a low fat percentage, but like you lost your period. (laughs) I remember my mom was kind of freaked out when I told her I lost my period for seven months and she was like, Joanna, like, that's not good. But yeah, I just wanted to mention females. We've been taught to just like never be happy with our body and I hope that me opening up about that kind of just gives some peace of mind. I don't know. Like I'm not a hundred percent secure about how I look. I think that's unfortunately the case for a lot of women. I am a lot happier with being more filled out and being stronger and like not almost passing out (laughs) before dinner. So yeah, it's weight is hard. And like, I know even for guys, they have been socialized or what's it called? Socially influenced to want to look big and get big. And like, if you look skinny like that for, for a guy that tends to be associated as like a bad thing, or it just, I know for a lot of guys, they want to look big and they want to have like big muscles and it can be hard for guys too. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to overlook that. I remember watching some things in like my social psychology class or actually psychology of gender where we learned about toxic masculinity and toxic femininity and like how it's, it's like bad for, you know, the toxic masculinity. I mean, maybe I'll go into that in a future episode, but that's definitely not healthy. And I feel for guys out there because they don't have it easy either. So neither gender, like, or whatever gender, it's just the whole weight thing. Like, I think finally we're starting to make shifts as a culture. We're starting to finally like get the word out there that skinny doesn't equal healthy and like that your weight doesn't determine, well, it never determined your worth. That's a, that's just a fact. Like, I don't know, fact, but I'm always so scared. Like someone's going to take a piece of my recording here and then like take it literally and post it. I don't know. That's a little like a rational fear of mine. So 
I try to make sure I say things that aren't, that I'm not going to like regret if someone posted just that clip without context in the future. See, these are the thoughts that run through my head when I'm podcasting. And I don't know if that comes across, you know, this whole podcasting thing has been a step out of my comfort zone and it still is even 10, 11 episodes in, like it's still challenging to like speak with confidence, but that is that's my challenge I'm doing for myself. And so I guess to end this episode, I challenge you guys to do something that scares you or do something in terms of fitness that you didn't think you could do and start training for it and see how rewarding it is. Like it is very fulfilling to be able to touch your toes. If you've never done that, like last year for the first time I was able to touch my toes. I was doing yoga consistently and I still do it like semi-consistently. But yeah, that was a big thing for me last year was like finally being able to do that. Even that was empowering. And like, I remember taking pictures of myself touching my toes and I was like, wow. Yeah. So whether it's stretching, yoga, running, weightlifting, you know, do something that's going to challenge you. And ultimately, you know, I've been saying ultimately a lot, you know how empowered you'll feel when you reach that goal and you will reach that goal. So I believe in you just again, like the main takeaway here is when it comes to your fitness and nutrition, use your intuition, use an intuitive approach and think about it sustainably. So try to add habits in a sustainable way, which is, you know, making small steps first and not expecting yourself to like go from running one mile to 10 miles in like a month, right? So just small steps. Small steps is what it's all about. Mindset shifts. If you think I can't do this, you can change that to, I challenge myself to do this. Yeah. Like if you've got, if you've got emotions to deal with, I think fitness also helps me to deal with emotions. So yeah, we're going to wrap up this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening Please support this show by leaving a five-star rating if you haven't already, sharing on Instagram, posting this on your stories. And you can also support me by donating to my PayPal. I'll leave that down below. Or you can purchase a hoodie or a shirt. So I'll leave my store link below as well. Go check out my vlogs on my YouTube channel. I'll have another one coming soon. And have a great rest of your day. I will talk to you guys next time. Bye.